Hi everyone, welcome back to the MetaBullet Step 2 and 3 podcast. In today's episode, we cover the topic of folliculitis found under the dermatology section at MedBullets.com. Let's begin with the clinical snapshot. A 25-year-old woman presents to her dermatologist reporting a new itchy skin rash. She reports going to a pool party recently where she shared a hot tub with 10 other people. On her thighs and abdomen are clusters of small pustules and papules overlying an erythematous base. She is prescribed daily acetic acid baths with topical benzoyl peroxide. This is a case of hot tub folliculitis. Let's continue with an introduction to folliculitis. Clinically, it is defined as superficial inflammation of the hair follicles characterized by perifollicular papules and pustules. Conditions that are associated include acne, neutropenia, atopic dermatitis, and diabetes. In terms of the etiology, Bacterial causes may include Pseudomonas aeruginosa and Staphylococcus aureus. Fungal causes may include Malazacea species, Candida species, and Tinea species, which is more common in children. Viral causes include herpes virus, and parasitic causes include Demodex species. In terms of the epidemiology, remember that this is more common in men and typically occurs in patients between 20 to 40 years of age. Risk factors include prolonged use of antibiotics, topical corticosteroids, pinworms, especially folliculitis of the buttocks, and exposure to hot tubs, pools, or baths containing contaminated water. Remember that hot tub folliculitis is caused by Pseudomonas aeruginosa and that patients with immunodeficiency have a particularly higher risk. Moving on to the presentation, symptoms will include clusters of pustules that wax and wane and are often pruritic. On exam, one may note single or clusters of small pustules or papules surrounding a hair follicle on an erythematous base. This occurs on hair-bearing skin. Remember that staphylococcal folliculitis often occurs on the face, buttocks, legs, and axilla. Pseudomonal folliculitis often occurs on the trunk, and candida often occurs in skin folds. In terms of further studies, Microbiology testing for bacteria, fungus, and virus is indicated if disease is refractory to standard therapy or if it is unusually severe. In terms of the differential, make sure to think about pseudofolliculitis barbae, acne vulgaris, and keratosis pilaris, with key distinguishing factors being that this is autosomal dominant and presents with rough papules on the skin with hard plugs. In terms of treatment, conservative options include daily acetic acid baths. This is indicated for gram-negative bacteria as this usually resolves without treatment. Medical options include topical mupiracin. This is indicated as first line. Another option is topical benzoyl peroxide. This is also indicated as first line. Another option is systemic antibiotics, antifungals, or antivirals. These are indicated if therapy is refractory to first line therapies. Complications related to folliculitis include deeper infections such as a furuncle or carbuncle, as well as alopecia if the hair follicle is damaged. And lastly, with regards to prognosis, remember that this disease exhibits a waxing and waning nature and it can progress into a furuncle or carbuncle. A furuncle is infection of hair follicles and associated with abscesses. A carbuncle is a collection of furuncles that drain through follicular orifices. Now that we've discussed the major points relating to folliculitis, Let's walk through some questions to apply what we've learned and get a sense of how the topic might be tested. For the first question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 17-year-old girl presents to her primary care physician for a skin rash. She states that the rash is unsightly and embarrassing to the point that she refuses to wear short-sleeved shirts. 
She otherwise has a history of asthma and seasonal allergies and has a new sexual partner. Her temperature is 98.7 degrees Fahrenheit or 37.1 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 119 over 72. Pulse is 73 beats per minute. Respirations are 15 breaths per minute. And oxygen saturation is 99% on room air. Physical exam of her arms demonstrates rough papules and hard plugs. Which of the following is the most likely diagnosis? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Acne vulgaris Choice 2. Atopic dermatitis Choice 3. Erythema multiforme Choice 4. Keratosis pilaris Or choice 5. Scabies The best answer to this question is Choice 4. Keratosis pilaris This patient is presenting with a physical exam demonstrating rough papules on the skin and hard plugs which are characteristic of keratosis pilaris. Keratosis pilaris is an autosomal dominant condition that presents with small rough papules on the skin that may have a sandy feel. They may appear slightly pink or red and are not painful but may be pruritic. The pathophysiology is related to excess keratin production that may entrap the hair follicle. The diagnosis is benign and tends to concern patients on a cosmetic basis. Management involves topical therapy with agents such as urea, lactic acid, glycolic acid, and salicylic acid. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Acne vulgaris presents with pustules on the skin, most commonly the face. Treatment involves instructing the patient in proper hygiene, topical antibiotics such as clindamycin, topical benzoyl peroxide, oral antibiotics, and in severe cases, retinoids. Choice 2. Atopic dermatitis occurs in patients with an atopic history, such as seasonal allergies and eczema, and presents with pruritus, oozing, and scaling lesions in the flexural areas. Treatment involves avoidance of any allergen triggers and topical steroids. Choice 3. Erythema multiforme presents with a target-shaped lesion on the skin. It can occur secondary to infections such as herpes simplex virus or mycoplasma, as well as medications and environmental triggers. There is no specific treatment for this condition other than removal of the offending agent. Choice 5. Scabies presents with pruritic burrows that occur in the web spaces of the fingers and toes as well as the genitals and axillary region. Treatment involves the application of topical permethrin. Finally, a bullet summary. Keratosis pilaris is an autosomal dominant condition that presents with small, rough papules on the skin. For the second question, consider the following clinical scenario. A 33-year-old woman comes to your office complaining of quote-unquote pimples in my armpit. She said that it first appeared five days ago and they are itchy and mildly painful. She denies fever, nausea, vomiting, and recent travel. She has never had any prior lesions like this in the past. She admits to going to a party where she used a hot tub two weeks ago. Temperature is 98.1 degrees Fahrenheit or 36.7 degrees Celsius. Blood pressure is 132 over 75. Pulse is 76 beats per minute and respirations are 14 breaths per minute. Both axilla have short 2 millimeter hairs and lack lymphadenopathy. Inspection of the right axilla reveals papules and pustules that are associated with hair follicles. The lesions are mildly tender to palpation. Which of the following is the treatment of choice for the patient's condition? And the answer choices are Choice 1. Oral cephalexin Choice 2. Oral ciprofloxacin Choice 3. Oral clindamycin Choice 4. Topical mupiracin Or Choice 5. Topical retinoid
The best answer to this question is choice four, topical mupirocin. This patient's presentation with pruritic, mildly painful pustules on her right axilla with evidence of recent shaving is consistent with the diagnosis of folliculitis. The treatment of choice for this condition is topical mupirocin. Folliculitis is defined as inflammation of the hair follicle. This is usually due to trauma, such as from shaving or plucking hairs, and subsequent inoculation with bacteria, most commonly Staphylococcus aureus. It will present as one or more erythematous papules or pustules that are often pruritic and may be painful. Folliculitis lies on the spectrum of disease that includes furuncles and carbuncles. A furuncle is a deeper, more severe form of folliculitis, and a carbuncle is a union of multiple furuncles under the skin. If left untreated, folliculitis has the potential to progress to these more severe diseases. The treatment of choice for folliculitis is topical mupirocin due to its coverage of Staphylococcus aureus. Topical clindamycin is an alternative first-line agent. Let's also discuss why the other choices are incorrect. Choice 1. Oral cephaloxin may be used to treat patients with treatment-resistant or extensive folliculitis. Oral cephaloxin is also a first-line treatment for cellulitis, but this patient's lack of erythema, induration, and warmth beyond a pustule makes folliculitis the most likely diagnosis. Choice 2. Oral ciprofloxacin may be used to treat severe cases of gram-negative or quote-unquote hot tub folliculitis due to pseudomonal inoculation. While this patient admits to using a hot tub two weeks ago, typically gram-negative folliculitis presents within the first one to two days after exposure and resolves on its own. Choice 3. Oral clindamycin is not the first-line treatment for bacterial folliculitis. It may be used in cases when MRSA infection is highly likely or has been cultured. Choice 5. Topical retinoids are used to treat mild to severe acne. The clinical picture of this case makes a diagnosis of folliculitis more likely. Finally, a bullet summary. Folliculitis is an infection of the hair follicle that presents as an erythematous, pruritic pustule with the first-line treatment being topical mupirocin. That's all for this review about folliculitis. We hope that was helpful. This is the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast, a daily audio review session for MedBullets, the free learning and collaboration community for medical student education. As a reminder, you can follow along with these podcast episodes by reviewing the topics directly on MedBullets.com. You can listen to these episodes on the MedBullets website or phone app while reading through the topic. If the MedBullets podcast has been valuable to you, we'd be thrilled if you considered leaving us a five-star rating and writing us a review on Apple Podcasts. It will help us spread the word and increase our discoverability tremendously. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you all tomorrow, right here on the MedBullets Step 2 and 3 podcast.